Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to People of the Pilbara. Now this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Karratha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we all know, a lot of us come for a six month to 12 month plan and end up staying a decade, like I did. (laughs) So this podcast series, we're gonna have a chat to everyday people that call Karratha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Karratha and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is Gareth Galloway. Now Gareth was a pharmacist in Karratha for many years, for opening the Restore Integrated Clinic and as a functional medicine practitioner. Now we spoke about some of the common themes that he sees in the practice, how he got to Karatha and what you didn't know about it. So grab yourself a cup of sit back, relax and enjoy my chat with Gareth and his journey to call Karatha home. Gareth, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Pablo. Now we're going to jump in and bounce around with lots of different topics, but I want to ask you first, because this question, I think Jerry Seinfeld brought it up once in the late 90s, and I've always wanted to ask a pharmacist this, and you used to be a pharmacist, why are pharmacists, pharmacists up on that little step? You're on the, like this little pedestal, you're raised above the rest of the shop at the pharmacy. Why is that? Pablo, I started in pharmacy when I was about six or seven. So for me at that stage, then I could see across the whole store. And so it was easy to tell what was going on and who was where and who needed help. That's probably the way I've thought about it the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I've not really applied any more thought than that. Maybe, yeah, maybe handing out drugs puts you above people but that sounds a bit disturbing doesn't it so i don't think that's the case (laughs) yeah i remember there was a great jerry seinfeld skit about pharmacists that was the thing that he kept raising he said you got you got your little tray you got (laughs) your little tray and you're raised above the rest of the population i thought that's interesting i wonder who came up with that as a design feature in all pharmacies it's everywhere interesting concept isn't it now we'll get to that later but uh what brought you to karate how did you end up here Uh, Originally, maybe like many, it was a mercenary approach. (laughs) We'd just come back from uh, time in India and we wanted to go back and live there for some time. So I just looked for the the highest paying job uh, and applied for it and and got it. And that's what brought us here. So where were you previously? We were in Townsville and before that Tennant Creek um, and India. And did you know much about Karatha before you got here? Knew nothing. I <laughs> took the job, then looked at what was available online. There was a YouTube video with a guy fishing for mud crabs with a coat hanger and the knowledge <laughs> that there was a KFC here, and that was all we knew. You're like, that's enough, let's go. <laughs> at that point, we'd lived in Tennant Creek, so if you can live there, you can you know, probably live anywhere. Now, I guess that's one of the benefits, right, of being a pharmacist. Uh, you can move around quite a bit right i imagine that they're they're in need sort of in every town and city across australia yeah pretty much most regional and remote areas people are are still after pharmacists so that made it easy from for for us to move around or now when you got here did you grab a coat hanger did you go mud crabbing (laughs) i've not actually been mud crabbing at all not once (laughs) so your impressions though when you got off the plane uh what year was this and what did you think 2011 Mm -hmm. we drove across from townsville okay um, I remember vividly turning up and, and meeting my boss. Um, 
coming to Karatha was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was easy just to stroll into the community, into the situation and the work and the staff and and life here. Yeah, it wasn't challenging. The summer was hot, but but it was easy to roam into Karatha and, and take up a life here, mm. which is probably why we've stayed for so long. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's one of those places. I mean, you've, you've raised a, a young daughter here as well. It's a, it's a great town to have young kids in, especially with everything like five, ten minutes away, right? You can sort of get to everything. You can experience everything. Uh, and you can do multiple things in the day. You know, if we lived in a, in a big city, you can probably do one activity after school and that's it. Yeah, that's right. And so now we do... Yeah, sometimes multiple activities in the evening. It's really easy to live here. Mm. Yeah. Now, rewind to uh, finishing high school. Yes. Let's take you back there, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pharmacy, H- how did you end up in this, like this kind of field? Was Is health, wellness always sort of been a part of your life growing up? Yeah, probably. My dad was a pharmacist, like I said. Ah. So I started work when I was six or seven behind the counter giving out Nurofen and dispensing <laughs> scripts. And so by the time I got to high school and university, I didn't know what else I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to ski and dive. Okay. And I knew that pharmacy would pay for that. So that was my really my sole reason for choosing it. And then I've probably not fallen into the profession afterwards, but I've found my passion or life calling inside that much later on probably you know 15 or 16 years after that but mm. that's come out it, it's funny because uh when we got to town uh and i remember you know and, and especially probably not until we had charlotte actually uh but when we had a baby and we're you know you, you kind of can't go to the hospital and go to the doctor for every single little thing that sort of crops up and i remember jess must have asked someone like, is there advice or something? And everyone was like, you got to go see Gareth down at the pharmacy. I mean, you were a wanted man, my friend, for, for many years, and especially people like with young kids, right? I imagine people always were bailing you up asking things. Yeah, quite quite often. And I, I've always tried to treat or approach people like they were my own family. If they've come to me asking for advice or information, I really only consider it through the lens of what would I offer my sister or my mother or father or, or someone in my family. Mm. And so that's that's pretty much what drives how I practice. And that Yeah, I can't do anything else now. <laughs> well, let's speak about what you do now because you've kind of made a shift. Uh, you left the pharmacy world. Uh, but now you've set up uh, the Restore Clinic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, with April Butt, who we've also had on, on, on the podcast, nutritionist and, and some others in that field. So w- what are you sort of working on now under that banner? Uh, the intention was to create a space where anybody could come for a broad range of, of uh, health approaches or treatments where really no question or nothing was taboo about mm-hmm. coming um, and we would offer the space for for anybody who was interested to work there and we've attracted some some really beautiful cl- clinicians who fit in well with the space and, and it seems to be taking on a life of its own really so whether people want to come for for mental health approaches or um, for physical manipulation or for health conditions, it's it's kind of open to to all in the community for for whatever they're needing. So, is there a common theme that you're seeing 
with people that come through in Karatha? Is there is there something maybe that's standing out above the rest? I would say the sensation of overwhelm mm. is probably pretty prevalent. Certainly in my own experience personally inside myself <laughs> and and observing it in 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 people who I see and in discussion with, you know, the other clinicians is that kind of yeah, high high pressure state that's kind of seems to be pervading and maybe outside of Karatha I'm not sure but but certainly here there's there's everybody has a lot on their plate seeming like all the time and that that's that's quite a theme that comes across mm. so how have you dealt with that yourself personally mm. yeah a, making a conscious effort to slow down and I've found, at least for me, that it probably takes as much energy to slow down as it does to keep running at the same pace, at least in the beginning, to change mm. that kind of cycle of of what's occurring. So slowly, slowly over the years, I'm, I'm getting there, saying no to more. What yep. can I make space for in my life? And then not immediately filling that space, but just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, trying not to feel guilty about it and trying to... Yeah, just enjoy the time that I have. It's interesting. Um, I often find the body reacts after you've been crazy busy and then you go on holiday, right? And you usually work like mad to get to holiday and then, my goodness, that first couple of days of holiday, everything like can collapse sometimes. Sometimes you get like quite sick after that. Obviously, the adrenaline's kind of stopped, right? Is that what kind of stops you? Yeah, you, yeah. The body, the body's been... We've perhaps taken ourselves past our natural limits. Mm, past the uh, threshold. Yeah, past our threshold. And then after that, when the body has a chance to kind of uh, splatter like a cracked egg in a pan, it just <laughs> lets go a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, to, to repair and recover, I think. I think that's a, an astute observation. I would see it a lot. Mm. Now, as far as the overwhelm's concerned, do you do any sort of daily practices or anything sort of in that space to help? Yeah, I, I try to move my body um, these days pretty much daily. I attempt to spend some time outside mm -hmm. where I realize and I'm conscious that I'm outside in the yard or in the garden or on the grass or in some way connected to the outside world. Rather than just being there, I'm trying to make it my practice to realize I'm there and enjoy you know, the shade and the trees and the birds and, and all the things that are around me. I spend some time in in meditation where where I get the chance or opportunity or make the space. Um, yeah, and probably one of the hardest disciplines I'm trying is to eat slowly and chew more. <laughs> My <laughs> wife always says that to me. She's like, you need to slow down when you eat. Yeah, yeah, and it's really it's difficult. Hard. Yeah, yeah. My father-in-law is probably one of the slowest eaters I've ever seen. And while we were in India, I really tried to emulate <laughs> while I was sitting across from him. But uh, I only succeeded some of the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it is because I, uh, I lived in France for a couple of years and their approach to food uh, is so different to us. And say I lived in the Greek islands as well. Mm. It's so different, right? That You have these epic... <laughs> lunchtime feasts and dinner feasts and I felt like we ate the most food that I've ever eaten 
like during that period but I was probably the fittest I've ever been during that period as well and obviously you're eating good food but I think the slowness of it you know here in Australia often we just sort of grab a sandwich and eat it at our desk sometimes mm. in front of the screen right? or on the run yeah eating in the car uh it's a really different approach uh, approach to it. I, I imagine India is sort of similar. Yeah, it is similar. The people there, the pace of life, the people are slower. The pace is maybe crazier, but the people are generally <laughs> more relaxed. And I think when you're relaxed, then you can digest better, then your immune system works better, then your inflammation, your brain works better. It all, a lot is tied to, you know, what happens in our guts. So mm. the more we cram half-eaten bites of you know, steak and sausage and and whatever else down there, it's harder for the body to break down and that's just another pressure on top of what we discussed earlier, our life. Mm. So so it, it resonates what you say, eating slowly. You can eat more and feel better, but it's it's being consciously aware of doing it, I think, the struggle. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, all of that stuff, once you, I remember I spoke to a, a guy uh, it was probably about five, six years ago, and I was just kind of starting getting interested in health and, and fitness and all of that kind of stuff, and I'm definitely not uh, a role model for any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that clear. But I remember he said something like, uh, how, he asked me how old I was, and I think back then I must have been about 32 or so, and he said, the closer you get to 40, you're going to get more obsessed with this kind of stuff. And it's pretty funny. I'm two years off being 40, and I find myself getting more obsessed with this stuff. What's going on? Yeah, I would say that personally resonates a lot. <laughs> I woke up a couple of weeks ago, and for the first time in my life, I realized I didn't feel strong in my body, and that Ooh. shocked me to the core. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm never letting that happen again. So, uh, the yeah, a different form of motivation in the same kind of theme, I think, Probably at least men start to see more of their own mortality probably mm. at this age. Women, it happens way earlier. They're far ahead of us. But <laughs> for, for us, a little slower behind the eight ball, I reckon. Yeah, you might be right because I never like cared about stretching, uh, <laughs> anything like that. Now I'm like, I've got to have a sauna once a week. I've got to get in the sun. I've got to go to the gym. I've got to eat uh, yeah, relatively good. Yeah. I keep telling myself that I'm the 80-20 rule, but I think mine's more like the 50-50. 50% good, 50% questionable. <laughs> But I'm telling us, maths has never been my strong point. No, so no, me neither. It must be 80 Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, now, what's kept you in Karatha? Like, you've been here since 2011. You've done some overseas trips and whatnot, but what, what's kept you here? Yeah, we travelled a lot. The work was very good, um, or is very good. The opportunities are endless, I think, in Karatha. We got married. We had a child. We bought a house. We opened a businesses. So it's kind of life has unfolded here, like I said before, fairly easily mm. without much um, without much pressure. So that's made it easy to stay. Absolutely, the people are always beautiful. There's lots to see and travel and do. Yeah, it's been really easy to live here. Now, is there anything? If I gave you the almighty power to change anything, build something, whatever you want, you can do something in Karatha. Is there anything that you do? I would plant more fruit trees mm. and use less glyphosate. But mm. that would be, I would plant more fruit trees around the climate here 
has so much sun and all you need is water and anything will grow. So that that's what I would do. Well, I know that one of the highways has all those trees mm. opposite the Leisureplex all the Absolutely. way down. Maybe we can do the other end of the highway, peach trees. Yeah, there's no the, the opportunity perhaps was there to make fruiting or producing trees mm. rather than just purely all ornamental things. I know they take more input to manage, but uh, that would give more back, I think. Oh, I like that. I mm. like that. Uh, now, we ask all these, all our guests this, and I usually spring it on you. Uh, secret talent, hidden talent, or something from your past that people wouldn't know about you. you know, they've come to see you. They know you're a deep thinker. But is there something else, Gareth, that people would go, I did not know Gareth did that? Uh, I was a ski instructor for some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably as far away from Karathra as you can humanly get. Yeah. And it feels like another lifetime ago. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Imagine being a good skier. I mean, you, you're tall. Yeah, yeah. Good I, legs. I skied. I skied a fair bit. It was a uh, yeah. It was a, a favourite sport for for a long time. I would I would love to go heli skiing once in my life. It's still on my bucket list of items. But that would be uh, yeah. You are the uh, mortal enemy of me. Mortal enemy of me uh, when I lived in France because I lived in the Alps. I was a snowboarder, uh, and we hated <laughs> to see it, Gareth. <laughs> You're all stuck up, you got your special little gear on, and us snowboarders were just the cool kids, you know, like, yeah, very different. Yeah, that's absolutely, the culture is, uh, is is such that if you're in trouble on skis, you can lift up one leg and right yourself. If you're in trouble on a snowboard, then your face is in the, <laughs> is in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, what do you love, uh, you've kind of talked about this, but is there something in particular that you love the most about living in Karatha? I would say a combination of the people and the ease of existing here. Now, it's like you said, or like we said, it's easy to get around. Mm. There are beautiful facilities and parks. There are endless opportunities. Anything you you set your mind to, there's really the opportunity to do here. So I think that's probably, you know, my daughter loves it here. It's it's very easy to exist. I'm probably repeating myself now, but that's. Uh, <laughs> It's yeah. a common thread that comes up uh, in the in the podcast. People saying that the the ease of living uh, is definitely one of the the benefits of living here. Uh, last question: what, What's next for you, and what's next for the business? That is a very interesting question. <laughs> Even this morning, the possibilities of uh, of I guess what's on the table is is expanding in ways that I that I hadn't foreseen. So we are looking to expand our programs or our therapeutic programs into into the realm of um adhd and and spectrum processes to offer more targeted treatment or support options for for people's brain health because i think that's a that's quite a big issue these days or a, or a, a topic of high interest mm-hmm. and to explore i think what we can offer corporate and business services here um, in terms of professional support, both psychologically and, and integrative medicinally. Yeah, so those, those are our directions that we're heading in now. Very excited. Uh, well, Gareth, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much, Pablo. Been a delight. From round the corner to your street and neighbourhood, this is Pablo for breakfast. Triple A.